Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. Tim McKernan with you. Action Jackson standing across from me. It is Balloon Party doing business as Our Town also doing business as Honesty and Media. Has that got any traction? I don't think it I think it's any. picking up steam as we're I talking. I think, yeah. I, think you're, I think you're humoring me is what I think. Uh, welcome to the Friday edition of the show. A show that solicits your involvement. Uh, 65780, the Air Comfort Service text line. 65780 is how you can get involved. Well, Jackson, let's get right to it. I mean, you made a promise to the audience yesterday. I surely did. That you were going to watch the Blues and the Canadiens play. And unfortunately for you, and I kind of blame you, I you know yeah, yeah. Th- that you watch the game, they lose to the worst team in the NHL. Really, a heartbreaking loss too. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't just a loss; that was a heartbreaking loss. Plus, it was a bad performance. Uh, what is your uh, what is your review? What do you have for us here this morning? I thought they played slow. Uh, I thought they Bortuzzo on that first goal was kind of deer in the headlights, not knowing where he was. Wow, you came you you came loaded for bear with. Crit- Critique. Well, I'm just being honest. No, I mean, I hey, sh- shoot the audience straight. Yeah, I mean, Bortuzzo's kind of fell asleep at the switch there. Wow. Musso played well. I mean, it's tough to stop that goal with 10 seconds left. Just fire it right past him. And yeah, they, I just thought they played slow. Uh, the shorthanded goal by Robert Thomas was pretty cool. And obviously the Buchnevich goal was great. But when you play a team that you should beat and beat handily and kind of mess around for three periods, you're asking for, for issues. Uh, what did you tell me before we started TMA today? Oh, that it was a very boring game to watch. What did you specifically tell me before we started TMA at around 6, well, let's be honest, 7.09? Uh, at certain points during the game, paint drying would have been more interesting to me. Wow, 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 wow. I just have, wow. To, I have, to, I have to be honest. I now, think that's important. Right. You're a young man. Now, You're 23 years old. Establish that credibility with the audience. Absolutely. I'm, I'm young. Uh, not necessarily into hockey like most, but I'm trying to get there so I can have conversations on this presentation. Now, there's some context missing. What is it? What is the context that's missing? They're playing. That Giannis was playing. Well, that that will come later. But uh, oh, you you got a you got a Bucks take stored up for. for I got take. I always got Bucks takes. But uh, the they're playing the worst team in the league. They're playing at a state at an arena with no fans, and I think that makes a massive difference. I think it makes a massive difference. And I mean, it's still, it's the middle of February, so it's not, there's not the same passion like there is during the playoffs. I noticed because I watched the entire 2019 run. People might not believe me, but I did watch every then game. Then why did you think Patrick Waugh was in net? Because ah, names are tough for me, especially with hockey players, as we've 
as we've noticed. But if you watched the seven-game series, at some point they would have said Patrick Waugh not in goal tonight for the Bruins. Tuka Rask gets a Stark. Yeah, and I think they bumped him for no good reason. I think Waugh should have been. So he was he was the backup the to, to, to Rask. Right. But the difference between playoff hockey and regular season hockey is night and day. I would agree with that. I will share your opinion there, even yeah. though I think it's important for me to distance myself from you right now. Right. I will share that. I will share that opinion. It, I, I agree with the context that you're a stat. Look at you. Oh, you looked at the text inbox, and you know better than to do that. I know. I know. It's because it's going to be rough. Uh, but in the from the standpoint that when the Blues are playing in Canada right now, now tomorrow night against uh, the Leafs, right. they're going to let half uh, the building fill up. Yeah, different story. In Canada, how do you do? And they're playing the Leafs, a good team. Uh, the Canadians, the antithesis of that. I mean, they're about as bad as it gets. The problem here for the Blues is this is a stretch in the season in which you should just be piling up two points. And they had the bad game against the Devils, and now they got the bad game against the Canadians. And you're going, what's going on here? You know, you can't blame Bennington for this. And it was just a, a, a bad performance. It's like a blot. It's like a bleh. Of all the games they've played this year, I think that may be not only one of the worst, if not the worst, but also as far as a rip-your-heart-out finish. Because once you get the go-ahead goal, you're like, oh. First off, it reminded me, I don't know how many of you played uh, Sega back in the day, and you had the one-timer. The NHL 93, NHL 94 is what I, how I spent a lot of afternoons in college playing that. And that was the game that you could make the player's head bleed, right? That's correct. Yes. 1996 Swingers with John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Look, I made Wayne's head bleed. Yeah, exactly. That's the line. Uh, yes, that's correct. But the one-timer, glorious. And that's what that was like. And I'm like, look at that. That's sick. Nice. They're going to get two points. They played poorly. Good. You get the two points. And then you play a good game against the Leafs on Saturday night and all's right in the world. And then all of a sudden, a guy who I've played some rounds of golf, off with here locally Chris Weidman with the uh, pass that leads to the goal to tie things up at two and now you're going oh boy this is getting rough and now they got to play overtime but even then I'm watching that and I'm thinking they're gonna win they're gonna win an overtime and then they lose and I go oh boy this is gonna turn into a whole thing plus I'm immediately thinking of you <laughs> and I'm thinking of this moment the opening 10 12 minutes of balloon right. party and I'm going boy this isn't this isn't what Jackson wanted this isn't what Jackson needed no no and it is really unfortunate because you know if I think if I watch a game with a, a, a better team playing against a better team in a, in a energetic full arena, building yeah I think it's a whole different. I think my opinion going into today is I would way agree different. with that. It makes it better for me that you said it was like watching paint dry, but right. I would agree with your overall sentiment. Uh, guys, I was four in 1993. That's from the 314. Jackson was not even alive nope. in 1993. I was not. Uh, guys, that game the Blues played last night was so bad it could have been an NBA Finals game. How mm. about that, Jackson? I kind of like that. That's coming right at you. Yeah, that's that's directed right at you. That's funny. No, it's good. Uh, like I said, <laughs> you're I... rattling him. You hit him with a Jab. No, I just there's a the the two leaders probably in the MVP voting. Well, not voting, but candidates for sure. He's were, going NBA. Audience. We're squaring off against each other, and, and I was you wa- refused to watch. I was watching the Blues game. You didn't even switch over. Nope. I, watched I don't the believe hi- you. I'm I, three betting you light. I watched the highlights this morning. I have seven right five then. suited. It has equity, but I'm still going to three. I did you. not. I switched over the Heat and Hornets for a second during okay. the uh, first intermission. I feel like I just took the pot down. 
I did not go over to the, to the Bucks and Sixers, though. I went to the Heat and Hornets for a second. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Find the dot, press B, then C. That's right. That's the one-timer. And you can deliver a wonderful one-timer. <laughs> uh, I'm a big Blues fan, and that game was boring. I had the clicker in full action last night. There you go. You're getting a little support. I think people... Some certainly don't like you how you express your feelings about watching hockey, but I think some people are going, okay, at least this guy is being honest, even though he's it's an unpopular opinion. And sure. I respect that. Sure. It's not like you're coming up with fake takes. You're not faking your way through it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. No, this is, this is how I feel. I mean, I just didn't really watch hockey, but I'm getting more into it. One thing I did notice is I don't know what a good and bad play really is. Like, I don't know. Like, Bortuzzo, I had to really slow it down to figure out that he was just not – on his man, he was not, he was just standing in front of the goal, kind of deer in the headlights. But if I was in, in real time, I had no idea whose fault that goal was. Uh, often, I didn't know if the Blues were playing well or playing bad. Well, sometimes uh, the, the opposition makes a play and you tip your cap. Now, that's not the way as a fan psychologically it right. works. If your team wins, your team outplayed the opposition and had a good night. Most of the time, I think a lot of Blues fans had the Blues won that game in overtime, or even if the 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 two one goal would have held up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that people would have said, that's ah, good, the Blues got a win. But, man, they didn't play well last night. But most of the time, if your team wins, you don't think about the other team playing poorly. Or if your team loses, you're doing what a lot of Blues fans are doing this morning and going, man, what in the world, what did we do? Yeah. Now, I think at Montreal, they might be mad that they even won the game for, for draft purposes. But <laughs> overall, yes, comparatively speaking to other games. For example, let's just take it back a couple nights in Ottawa. Same same deal as far as a building goes, mm-hmm. energy lacking because of the circumstances in uh, Canada. But in the first period, even though at one point the Senators tied that game, you're watching it and you're going, the Blues are in complete control of this thing. If I can, I would bet, and I talked about this, I would love to bet the Blues right now, live bet it, because clearly they're at a different level and they're playing some good hockey. That was never really the feeling last night, although they clearly woke up after the second period and had more opportunities they just, you know, they didn't get anything going, and they and they also had, you know, a bunch of penalties. How about the Craig Berube five one? That was nice. That was a nice. It was a nice little camera shot. There. No, that was nice. Uh, and the Habs, I mean, they fired one right off the post there late in the third period. That was pretty sweet. That was from way out. The opportunities weren't as plentiful as they were early on against the Senators, and that's because they just didn't play a good game. I'm anxious to see how they come out tomorrow night. Uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, they got shipped by the Flames. And my thought process was, I gotta tell you, because everything goes for me goes through either Daily Fantasy or the Gambling Channel. That's how I that's how I arrive at my conclusions for sports. And my thought was, they're gonna come out and they are going to beat the Flames and beat them handily. And sure enough, they did. Now that was playing the same opponent in back-to-back games. This will be a different opponent and a much better opponent too. But I think you are going to see a hell of an opportunity tomorrow night to write the ship and i think they will it'll be a different setup because there'll be a a half full building you're playing a better opponent and i think a game like that is the proverbial okay that was garbage we're going to respond it's just not I, i would be shocked if we got the caliber of effort that we saw last night tomorrow night in Toronto. So I don't know if I can ask you to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can ask you to do this. And maybe the audience will politely ask. I would imagine. At 65780, they'll politely ask. Why don't you watch the Blues and Leafs tomorrow? Okay. You're going to do it. Sure. If I watched if I watched, you know, last night, 
it, there's only you can only go up. So, but you're a 23 year old strapping boy, mm, mm-hmm. and yes. the ladies love your style. And a guy like you will be having bottle service at Wheelhouse, yeah. uh, and you'll probably get there super early, and you might not be able to watch the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to I don't want to take away from your social calendar. No, I mean, usually if I go to a bar, it'll be on there. That's right, that's right. So there, you want people to slow it down, like the Bortuzzo situation last night. Yeah, but I'll get a feel. Also, the Rising Stars game is tomorrow, but. And when you say the Rising Stars game for ninety nine percent of our audience, that's in reference to the NBA's Rising Stars. Yeah, actually, that's tonight. I'm sorry, Rising Stars. I saw, I saw the spreads on those games. Actually, Rising Stars game is. I wouldn't bet on it. (laughs) That's a. Yeah, you got to be a real degen to win a. (laughs) Yeah, it's like bet on a Pro Bowl game. Uh, so what's tomorrow night? Skills. Uh, skill, yeah, dunk contest. So you're telling me, oh, look at you. I, I mean, I picked up a facial <sighs> tell. You yeah, really shouldn't play poker. I know. Uh, I don't. So, you know so, you're, so you're not going to be watching the Blues and Leafs, which means you lied to the audience. And he also both. hates the 618, just for the record. I just want to establish these things. I thought the Rising Stars game was tomorrow. I would, I would, that would be an easier call. I can do both. I can do both. I can do both. Are you going picture in picture? Dunk contest, actually. You with the bottle service at Wheelhouse? You don't really need to watch that live. You can just watch that afterwards, and it's going to give you the same deal. You don't go on Twitter and get it ruined for you, but... That's the key. You can't yeah. you can't stay off Twitter with your burners. Right, if exactly. the Blues lose tomorrow, Jackson is not allowed to watch any more games the rest of the year. That's from the 618. So now deep down, you're hoping the Blues <laughs> yeah, lose. Say less. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I, I, there was points during the game last night where I was like, all right, this was the shorthanded goal by Robert Thomas, I was like, that was really cool. Because, I mean, you're trying to kill the penalty, and all of a sudden you're scoring. That is the definition of a shorthanded goal. Yeah, and I and it was a great breakdown by me, and I thought it was... <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be playing that this afternoon in the fast lane. <laughs> Take a listen to Jackson Burkett this morning on Balloon Party. It was, Here's his the, breakdown of the Thomas goal. It was sweet. It was, And they almost had a chance for another second-hand goal, but they... Uh, Kind of messed up the uh, the angle of the pass. Jackson, just go to Sportsman's Park and hang with the olds for the game. It's perfect. You still won't meet a woman. That's from the 314. I like Sportsman's. I'm a Larry Wilsonberger guy, for the record. The Larry Wilsonberger at Sportsman's Park. How do you do? Yeah, they used Ooh, I've, and now that I say that, I feel like I can feel like a rush of dopamine. I am. Yeah. I'm salivating just a mite bit. Yeah, they used to have the Tarasenko burger, and that's what I would order. So take that, hockey fans. Don't say Habs. You don't like you know hockey, you pale virgin. That's see, from the 314. See, that's what I don't like is I try to get into it. I try to use the lingo, and then I get, I'm getting gatekeeped. Yeah. Is that a word, by the way? Gatekeeping is. I don't know if the the past I'm gonna look tense that up. of it is. I'm gonna look that up. But I used it. I'm gonna bet against it being a word. We'll it see. Kept? We'll see. I'm not gonna put it in predictionary, but I, I just don't think it exists <laughs> well, in general. Minus but in your context, I understood what you were talking about. There is a thing in the hockey community that if somebody who, for example, was fidgeting with his remote because he didn't want to turn on the Bucks game. And then he busts out a, you know, and then he defines what a shorthanded goal was. Well, that's too. not that's not necessarily going to give you equity with the hockey community. No, but so I, s- I did notice when you said the Habs, I'm like, oh wow, look at this. Now if you would have gone Labitan, gone all, all French Canadian on the whole thing, oh, I would have gone look at this guy. He's really ratcheting his game up. Yeah, I think that may have been acceptable, but I spotted it too. So I'm, I'm kind of with the audience here. All right, well. I'm the heel, so. Jackson sends sounds like some bimbo I take to a game on a date. That's from the 314. Is Jackson from here? If so, how does one get into the NBA and not the NHL? Genuine question because Major League Baseball NHL is drilled into your skull from birth. Not not me. My father was a basketball coach, and we watched basketball. I watched basketball growing up the entire time, and then I got into the NBA. And, and you are not apologetic for it. 
I don't know why I would be. I would never. I don't know how somebody, for real, I'll say this. I'll, I'll be serious here. If you watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, and even, but I'll tell you what, even when the Blues aren't playing, I'm in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm into it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, for real, and especially a game seven. Mm-hmm. It is something that I will make sure to watch, even if it goes in overtime after overtime, and I got to get up at five to do TMA. I am watching. I can't get enough of it. The intensity, it's, it's, un, it's unlike anything in sports. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's tr- it's too like just it's like a whacking. It is a bullet to the brain. It's out of nowhere, and it's all over. And they care so much. It's everything. That's the best in sport. In team sport, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know what supersedes it. I really don't. I really don't. But you know, as we always say, some people like some things. Some people like other things. So maybe it isn't for you. But I get it. I get it. I think over the last, as I've said, if you if you were born in 2012 or 2013, you are a hockey fan for life because locally because you got to experience what happened in 2019. For sure. Now you were born in 1998, and the Blues kind of when you were hitting your sports peak fandom yep. as a young tyke were kind of for the first time actually. In the dumpster, yeah. which was not the case for all of my childhood and all the way through, what, 2004, they were in the playoffs. Every single year, you could count on it, and then all of a sudden, the game changes for a few years, and then they get back in 2009, and they get swept. So, you know, it's 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 the way that it played out, so I understand that, and your father was a pa- basketball coach, but it's still not going to change me my move of continuing to highlight that no, you, no doubt. you absolutely uh, loathe the game of hockey in the area code of 618, which is something that I would just want to make sure I continue to. Uh, Tim, March Madness versus Stanley Cup playoffs, a tough choice. I disagree, but I will make this clear. Whereas 10, 20 years ago, I couldn't get enough of college basketball for whatever reason. I'm just not as into it. I think I'm an outlier on on that. Although I think in St. Louis, I think more people would say Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, That's also in part because we just haven't had a lot of great college basketball around here for a while. For and I'm sure. talking about championship caliber. Yeah. I'm not talking about just like yeah. made the tournament. Really not since 05. Maybe 09 at the Elite Eight with the Tigers, but 05 with the Illini. Well, the 2012 Missouri team was a great team. They were just a great obviously team. Just the debacle with yeah, Norfolk in March, State. In March, they kind of fell apart. Uh, guys, we need more people like Jackson to help bring the NBA to St. Louis. Do you think you can lead the NBA to, to getting a franchise here? I, I feel like there's momentum after this segment. Yeah, I'll meet with some people. Uh, we live in a golden age of basketball. Keep waking up the sheeple, Jackson. That's from the 636. I, I don't think I'm really like doing something that brave. I just like... <laughs> I just like watching what I like to watch, and I don't judge anyone for liking what they like to watch. But hey, you? you watched last night, and you may watch tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that 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 sums it up. And then Robert Thomas shorthanded goal. You also summarize that. Like I said, that'll be a wonderful promo for the fast lane. All right, Jackson has kind of set the stage for you. Explained what a shorthanded goal is to the audience. That was nice. That wasn't something I was expecting. That was I love. I think that was the moment Balloon Party got credibility. Now hey, you know cooking. what? I kind of thought it was a ham and egg show, but I heard Jackson watched the game and explained a shorthanded goal. These guys really got it, got it going. Yeah, not a very high bar around here. Six five seven eight zero is how you can participate uh, in this uh, show. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. Our uh, time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. It is ten eighteen. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, with you. This is Balloon Party on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Jackson is Action Jackson. Although Jackson let me know during the commercial break that somebody sent in a text saying Tim and boy. (laughs) Yes. Someone yesterday sent addressing us as Tim and boy. I tell you something. It's not bad. That might be our fourth DBA. <laughs> Balloon party, DBA, Our Town, 
DBA Honesty and Media, DBA Tim and Boy. Yeah. I think now now we're really getting in. Now yeah. people will know who we are. Yeah. Oh, it's Tim and Boy. Oh, you're on Tim and Boy. Are you Tim or Boy? Hey, did you hear Tim and Boy today? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the guy break down what a shorthanded goal is on Tim and Boy? You know, on the station that carries the Blues games? Yep. They're really moving the football. Uh, you can uh, suggest names for the show at 65780. Jackson, I wouldn't look. 65780. Uh, reading from um, the Washington Post, and by the way, this is a link Jackson sent me. Uh, if anyone had wanted to play baseball in Manhattan on Thursday, they would have been able to do so comfortably. It was an unseasonably warm February afternoon, the kind of day just nice enough to remind you of just how welcome the spring thaw will be and of just how far away it still is. But for Major League Baseball mired and lockout well into its third month, a thaw in labor negotiations between the owners and the players' union seems no closer after another brief negotiating session Thursday. 15-minute meeting. 15-minute meeting. Unreal. 15-minute meeting is what they had yesterday. I follow uh, Evan Drellich on uh, Twitter tweets, and uh, he writes for The Athletic, and he said uh, on uh, Thursday... Uh, the players and the owners are getting together right now. And then 15 minutes later, the, the meeting is wrapped. Yeah, I saw that. It I was, was like, like the the Grandpa Simpson gif. Yeah, with the hat the coming hat. right back out. Yeah, I, I, I read Twitter yesterday, and it said one hour ago that they're about to meet. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's Let's some see updates. What's doing. And I hit refresh, and then like 35 minutes after it said... Uh, yeah, they, they met for 15 minutes. They wrapped it up. Uh, Jeff Passan speaking on SportsCenter, giving his perspective. We have a couple of uh, Passan sound bites here. Jeff Passan of ESPN. What do we have here, Jackson? Uh, we got Passan talking about opening day kind of being in jeopardy. There's a lot of skepticism right now about opening day and about the reality that we're going to have 30 teams playing each other that day. And I think a lot of the people with whom I speak, frankly, didn't think it was going to get to this point. But there has been so little progress, Kevin, in these negotiations that they're steadying themselves to the fact that we may not have baseball that day. The Players Association has said that to the players, that opening day may be a casualty here. The league has said that to the owners opening day may need to be sacrificed and this upcoming week is enormously important because Major League Baseball has set a deadline of February 28th. If there's not a new collective bargaining agreement in place that day the league told the union last week then opening day is off. There you go Jeff Passan. Uh, so with regards to that that's 10 days now. 10 days to try to right the ship. I think if the Players Association is willing to go Okay, fine. That is the only chance that the Players Association will be able to, quote-unquote, force the owner's hand. I believe that the owners are counting on the players buckling when they find out that the portion of them that actually, and again, I use the term relatively speaking, need the money, because we're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for the league minimum, but nonetheless, uh, that those are the players who go, well, we don't want to miss game checks. You know, now if you're if you're on the Arnado plan, or at this point in your career, like a Wainwright or Molina, you're kind of like, okay, you know, I want to be there, but you know, I don't need it. We're right. not a paycheck to paycheck situation. And I do wonder, I really do wonder if they might go fine. That's that's what you thought was going to get us to buckle. We're not. And then they dig in. Now the players did fire a shot back. I I like the fact that they shot this back, not necessarily being on either side of it, but it's mainly more in my principle of what I prefer in the game of baseball. And the players said, 
if we miss any of the 162 games in the regular season, if it's a 154-game season, if it's a 140-game season, we will not be expanding the postseason like you want us to for mm-hmm. 2022. So that will be off the table. So they have that to play. So they are playing that. Now, whether or not that's enough, I'd be surprised if it was, but at least they're playing back at them right. with regards to that play. Just in general, I don't like all these teams getting into the postseason. It's like sure. when you had the 2020 playoff format. By definition, the Cardinals were in the playoffs, but, you know, I mean, did you really feel like that was a postseason experience in 2020? I didn't. No. You know, they played the Padres, best no. of three, you know, whatever. No, they lost. I, bar- I barely remember it. Yeah. They were up 1-0 in the series, and they lost I remember the series. That. I remember that, yeah, but not very captivating. So, you know, and we were talking about this on uh, TMA this morning, and I think this might help contextualize the frustration that uh, I sense from a healthy percentage of specifically Cardinal fans, not even talking about baseball fans in general, because that's a whole different conversation when you talk about work stoppage. And then you're also talking about interest in the game with the Cardinals. And this speaks to the whole issue of expanding the postseason, which I am adamantly against, although I'm kind of accepting that if a business has an opportunity to grow top-line revenue, most of the time ownership is going to be for that move. Damn it, if it matters to the integrity of the game, we don't care. And that is this. Now, Jackson, I know you weren't alive, and I was a a five-year-old tyke when it all happened, but if you asked Cardinal fans of a certain age if they would consider the 1980s to be a successful decade, I would imagine that 90-plus percent would say yes. Sure. Went to the World Series three times. Went to the World Series three times, but were only in the playoffs three times in that run and had a couple of pretty rough years in there as well. Uh There were some rough years. I mean, the the 1986 season was in part a byproduct of how great the Mets were, but the Cardinals were like, I don't even know, close to 30 games out of first place. And so you go, well, the Cardinals have been to the postseason in the last decade. They've been to the postseason in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2019, 2020, 2021. Again, 2020 (laughs) and 2021, kind of, but by definition, yes, they were. For sure. But would you characterize, if you are 40 and older and you can remember it, would you characterize the 80s being better than the last 10 years, the teens? And I would imagine, even though it only had three postseason appearances, the answer would be yes. Why? Because you were immediately one of the final four. And in each case, they went to the World Series. Mm. And so I think the one of the sources of the frustrations for the Cardinal fans who are irritated, especially over the last five or six years, is this, that the organization is playing just to get into the postseason in their offseason moves and or their trade deadline moves and not playing to be one of the final four teams. And of course, because of 2006, when they were an 83-win team that won the World Series, and because of 2011, when they were essentially out of it in mid-August and won the World Series two and a half months later, I think, understandably, there is a thought process among some fan base and certainly some in the organization that all you need to do is to get into the NCAA tournament to win the whole thing. And yes, the Cardinals did it as like a 12 seed in 2006 and 2011. But in reality, more often than not, your 2004 Cardinals are going to win world championships than your 2006 Cardinals. But because of what happened in 2006 and 2011, I think it may have played a role in the way that the organization is managing, trying to optimize their chances. And they're just trying to optimize 
to get in as opposed to put them over the top. If and when this thing is settled with the work stoppage, I'm going to go, boy, I'm not all that excited about this team. And if somebody is, I'm a little confused. I think people might be going, yeah, I think they're going to win the division, but the division is crap. Right. So you don't you don't go, this is a world championship team. It's a team that might go to the playoffs by default, kind of 2020, kind of 2021. Uh, a three-week uh, run put them into a one-game play-in, and then that was all wrapped up by the same thing that I don't feel like they tended to here for the last few years, which is a lack of offense. I hear about pitching and I hear about the bullpen, but my goodness, I just don't see where all the offense is coming from. The same offense that got them swept in an LCS that you felt like barely started before it was over. Um, you lost Ozuna after that, and he was the best offensive player on the team at that time. And there really hasn't been a whole lot. Of course, you have Arenado. Don't get me wrong. But as far as overall to go and look, this has been fixed, this has been fixed, this has been added, to address it. So I'm just not that excited about it in general. So I think when you're talking about the Cardinals, you're focusing on that part of it. And then, of course, if you're a Cardinal fan, you're a baseball fan, and then you're looking at the economic issues that they're arguing about, and then also the potential changes to the game. And so it's you're, you're frustrated and irritated threefold. And that's where I fall into it. So I talk about here on this show my apathy for the work stoppage my apathy for the conversation i think it's it's compounded because i'm irritated by i feel like well i guess this is what the cardinals are going to trot out there the back of my mind i'm hoping that once this gets remedied whenever it gets remedied then they will then tend to it. But if you're looking around the roster, if John Mazalock and the organization is committed to Paul DeYoung, that was the spot that I thought that was the obvious upgrade place, right. the shortstop position. That's not going to be it. And I think that was a core issue. I think it was a core issue with Schilt and Mazalock, and I think it may have played a role in everything that wound up happening. And so the Cardinals are going to hitch their wagon to him. And yes, he did have a wonderful offensive year, and that led to a contract super early in his career. But I don't know what you've seen recently that would make you think all of a sudden that's going to flip back to the guy who got that contract versus the guy who he's been over the last couple of years. And that means you've got another out in the lineup. Plus, now they'll have a need for a DH. Will they go out and get somebody? And if they do, then great. Now you've upgraded the offense, and let's see what can happen. But I'm just not all that enthralled by it. Hopefully, if and when the work stoppage gets worked out, then they would tend to it. But from my standpoint, uh, as things sit right now, this is not a great baseball team. And that's the thing that I think when you're talking about the Blues and you're talking about the Cardinals, you're going, okay, the Blues lost to the Canadiens, but you know, at least you think, within the next month, Doug Armstrong's going to do something to tend to it. Cardinals, you're going, hey, yeah, they might need to do something here, they might need to do something there, but I don't know if they're going to do it. And then when the trade deadline rolls around and they're within a couple of games, one way or the other, of a wild card or the Central Division, you can't count on them to make that move. And that, I think, is at the core what frustrates Cardinal fans. And then from a big-picture standpoint, you have all the elements with the game itself. All right, it is 1034 in St. Louis. This time, check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. You are welcome to give your thoughts on the topics of the Blues and the Cardinals. 65780. We have What'd Your Grandma Think coming up. Jackson's got a Sports Center update. I always sit on the edge of my seat for those. You're listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You led with Anthony Davis's injury. That's right. At this point now, I think you're just like a Vince McMahon concoction. Let's <laughs> find the least likable guy. Yep. All right. Well, he went to he went to Lindbergh. Nah, let's say he went to Ledoux. All right. 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 He loves the Blues. 
let's say he loves the NBA and have him explain what a shorthanded goal is to the audience on the station that carries the blues. All right. Yep. Yeah, and they just say, he does a sports center update. Let's have him lead with Anthony Davis's health status instead of the Blues game. And then print. <laughs> and then print, and there it is. Now it's how it's been created. Hey, Tim and boy. <laughs> if the Cardinals don't have an opening day and we don't get to see Mustangs and Clydesdales, the people uh, coming in droves thereafter, uh, the people not come out in droves. Yeah, I wonder how that will affect attendance if they do miss opening day. I can't imagine in, in St. Louis. Well, there'll still be an opening day. It just won't be like right. when you think of the scheduled opening day. The scheduled opening day. Uh, this there's some breaking news this morning on college football. Um, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but it just came out within the last hour. Are you aware of where I'm going with this? I am not. Okay. Uh, the college football playoff to remain at four teams until the 12-year contract expires after the 2025 season, and that sucks. That puts me in an, uh, an irritable mood. Right. It really does. Now, was it on the table to change it for next year? Or yes. It, okay. I yeah. thought it was always the and plan to go And they kept meeting. After. No, no, no. They, but they had to get a unanimous vote in order to change it Got for next it. year. And okay. now they won't be able to do that. Oh, that sucks. So Heather Dinich of ESPN says, after months of lengthy debates and multiple meetings about expansion, the college football playoff will remain at four teams through the end of its current 12-year contract, which expires after the 2025 season. So you have 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. That's the way that it'll go. Got it. So that's that's just the way that it's going to be. Uh, by choosing to remain at four teams for four more years, the 10 FBS conferences and Notre Dame have forfeited roughly $450 million in potential revenue. Not bad. On Wednesday afternoon, the commissioners and Notre Dame AD held a critical video conference in which they determined they could not come into a unanimous agreement on the proposed 12-team format that was made public on June 10th. They made a recommendation to the CFP's Board of Managers, which is comprised of 11 presidents and chancellors who have the ultimate authority, and they made the recommendation to stay with the current four-team field through the duration of the contract. And they did that not because they necessarily won it, but in order to change the contract, they had to get a unanimous vote, and they were not going to get it. God, that bothered Ah! Yeah, I know. It sucks. All right, I like to assign arbitrary percentages to things. How many people in the audience are remotely bothered by this? So on a 1 to 10, they are bothered three or more. Okay. Arbitrary percentage time here on Balloon Party, DBA, Tim and Boy. Uh, I'll say 10%. Okay, I think you're probably about right. 10%. I think it's... Uh... I think a lot of people are more indifferent to it, and I think that might be because of our local clubs not really ever being in the mix. Why do you as, hate drink? As of the past five to seven years. Well, I. Uh, you felt like the 2015 club, though, was on the precipice. No, no, they were bad. Uh, but the 13-14 team. You're damn right, Jack. A whole different they story. They were essentially in a national championship semifinal in 2013. And if they I, were, don't think, I don't know if they would have beaten Alabama if they would have gotten no. to the playoff in 2014. But it would have been an interesting spot because they had lost to... Uh, they had lost to Indiana earlier in the year. That's right. But for me, now that the Blues have won the Cup, and we've been lucky enough to see the Cardinals win some world championships here in, the, you know, in 2006 and 2011, and I was somewhat cognitive in 1982. The holy grail now for me is a Missouri football championship. But don't get me wrong, if they were in the mix for a college basketball championship, I just don't think this is the year for Missouri basketball. Well, And I know, you know I'm a take Smith, and so, yeah, I'm a controversial host. It might be too soon to say that, but I, I see your thought process going into Thank it. You. Thank but you. But the jury's still out. The process. So in order for Missouri to be one of the top four teams over the next four years, they're 
probably going to have to have at worst one loss. They don't have the equity oh, of no. Roll Todd or <laughs> no, the Bulldogs no. or uh, any of the other brand names, and that's just going to be awfully difficult yeah. to do. Yeah, maybe if their schedule – if Auburn was a different story this year, their schedule might be tough tough enough where two loss could be, but not – your one loss can be Georgia, and that's it. But I just in general, I love college football so much. And I don't know if I, I feel like I might be, I, I think college football nationally has trended up over the last 20 years. I don't think that's a real cutting edge observation either. And I think it's probably upticked in the St. Louis metropolitan area because of the SEC and 2007, 2008, to an extent 2010 with Missouri and certainly 2013 and 2014. And if Luther Burden goes off, people will come to oh, Furrow yeah, yeah. Field, Absolutely. certainly. For but... Sure. I don't think a lot of people in the listing audience uh, think of championships when they think of Missouri. And it's not like I necessarily think of championships. But man, I led to 2007. And I love 2013. And I went to the game against Alabama and Atlanta, you know, in the back of my mind, like, maybe they can. And then we were about two sequences in. And I okay, yeah. well. When Shane Ray got kicked out of the game on a touchdown pass, that was no And doubt. I was right behind the Alabama bench. Which and I have pictures still saved on my phone. It's like there's Amari Cooper, there's yeah, it's crazy. TJ Yeldon, there's Lane Kiffin, you know. And I did one of those plays with Kiffin before the ball's even out of the quarterback's hands. He's yeah. already got his hands up in the air because he yeah. knows it's a touchdown. A toast. You're kind of going, okay, well, this isn't going to happen, but it was fun to be here. So I that I, I just love college football and the idea of the 12 team playoff. I think it would be while it's freezing out in December and January to have. Uh, a series of weekends of games, I think it would be a great thing for the game. Now, those of you who are listening to the previous segment hearing me complain about baseball expanding its playoff field, they might go, look, look at you, Tim of Tim and Boy. You're a hypocrite. You're a fraud. And I would say to you this, they play 12 games in college football. They play 162 in baseball. And so that is the reason for the disagreement and that is why i really wanted to see this get remedied i like if you could have asked me at the start of the year as far as a rule that i thought was in the realm of being changed i would have actually turned to this more so than whatever baseball is going to do because i don't think baseball is a rule or two away from fixing itself no the game itself is that's the thing it's not college football this is just Ah, yeah. I it's, mean, it's a lot, and that's four seasons, man. Oh, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's. A, this isn't like okay. Well, after twenty twenty three, it's after twenty twenty five. Yeah, and then you know, just like you said, the, to get people in their home stadiums, cold weather with games that mean a ton would be. I mean, that would be as good as sports can get in America, in my opinion. Watching I, the atmosphere in college football. I mean, listen, you, you have it at Arrowhead Stadium when the Chiefs are playing, and, yep. and any almost any regular season game, which is the tip of the cap to. To the the fans and the atmosphere, what what is an incredible football building? No coincidence, Missouri Kansas 2007 is one of my favorites, in part because it was in that building. For sure, but you you put the college football pageantry of a do or die playoff game on a home campus for the first round, and then you advance to yeah. play the top four and, and oh, yeah. reseed it uh, and during a bowl season, and then you have your final four. Oh, it's the best. It's the best thing that could have happened. Oh, yeah. And I don't know who was I don't know who was where. I think the SEC was kind of like, yeah, I mean, we're good. Yeah, Whatever we, you we, we get two teams we, in there almost you know, consistently. We don't we don't need to change. So no. if you guys are going to dig in, I think the smaller conferences were irritated by the Big 10 and the Pac-10 saying, well, yeah, if you're a conference champion, you automatically got to get in. But I got to tell you, 
as much as I, you know, am a Missouri guy, I get that. Because otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. And that's the other thing, by the way, Jackson, on uh-huh. this thing. Then it not only creates the 12-team tournament having, goes without saying, incredible importance, now it takes that first Saturday in the month of December, which, if anything, is kind of like a landmine for great regular season teams where they go, well, they just got to win their conference championship, not because if they win, they're in, but because if they lose, they could be out. In other words, it's almost like an elimination game than it is a game that gets you in. For sure. So then... Those conference championships now have great value. Yeah, especially in like the Pac-10, which is usually which which doesn't which doesn't get. I mean, the Pac-12 has been a debacle with with their. I think they've had Washington in. They had Oregon in. They had Oregon and Washington one year, I think, and I think that's what you've got. I think yeah. that's all that you've and had. I in. And, I, and I'm sure they would love now with USC trying to feel like they've got some some potential yeah. That, yeah. that that would be a spot. But man, I just ah. And listen, if it truly is 10%, I'm sure you're 90% of you're going, dude, settle down. Who cares? It's not like Missouri was, they could make it a 100-team field that Missouri might not get in. But I just, I, but just in general, even if Missouri's not involved, and I'm well aware that it's not necessarily a likelihood, I really thought that was an opportunity to further increase the popularity of the game, and this is a miss. So that's four years. That counts. I don't take time for granted around here, Jackson. Absolutely. You're 23. You can you can you can dismiss these four years like it's nothing. Yeah, I need these four years. I needed the chance for the Fighting Tigers to play USC and the oh. national championship game at the Rose Bowl. How? Now now I'm upset. Yeah. Well, if they would have beaten Auburn, they would have played Jameis famous in the Rose Bowl. Right. I am telling you, yeah. just stop the same play over and over again. All right, we got to take a break. We have so what'd your grandma think coming up? What do we have coming up on so what'd your grandma think? Uh, we missed the one on Wednesday, so we're gonna go with Greg Popovich. All right, that's coming up next. This is Balloon Party doing business as Tim and Boy on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or, I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? There it is. Award-winning open. Award-winning show. Tim and Boy. 101 ESPN. What do we have here uh, today, Jackson? Like I said, one of the possible MVPs of what your grandma think, definitely in the Mount Rushmore, the great Greg Popovich. Well, we've never played him before. But he, but his, <laughs> but he will be his motto, his your, whole your algorithm aura, says he will be, especially right. after the second quarter. Okay. <laughs> uh, any explanation on uh, those those they, games against? Them? They they played better. You don't think they're better than your team, though, right? Sure, they are. They just beat the hell out of us twice. Does that mean we're better? That's a silly question. How, how, how smart would I look if I said, no, we're better than that? <laughs> Is that what you were hoping I would say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it sounded like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just kept firing back at He wouldn't move on with the press conference until the man addressed his bad question. And that is why you become an MVP of what your grandma thinks. Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah. 
Todd's cool. All right, there it is. So what your grandma think is in the books. Jackson and I, now we go from, we did TMA from 7 to 10, Balloon Party 10 to 11, and now I have Joe Buck on the Tim McKernan Show podcast coming up at 11, and Joe's like 11 sharp. So we'll mosey back down the hall, and we have Joe Buck coming up. I'm sure we'll play some clips of that coming up on next week's Balloon Party, doing business now as Tim and Boy. BK and Ferrario up next from Centene for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.